0: Good evening and welcome back to the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I think, as always, I'm joined by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? I am here. All right. Excellent. (laughs) Slight technical difficulties,
1: but we're we're
0: up and running. Well, some things never change. (laughs) Um, Welcome back, everybody. This is our first show in about a little over a month, which is the longest break we've taken since we started doing the pod. When did we start, Rob? I don't know. 2017, (sighs) something like that. Yeah, uh, 2016. Somewhere on there. yeah, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so like everybody else, um, you know, we're just kind of taking it day by day right now. And uh, and there's not, you know, hasn't been a ton to talk about that, that, that <laughs> we that we that we can speculate on with any. We certainly have no authority anytime, but particularly lately. So but we're glad to be back. And we just are so thankful to anybody tuning in to our friends and family who asked us where the pod was. Um that kind of stuff. Yeah, It is uh, the middle of a weekday, so these are LaCroix's for sure today. I, I, I have ice water, but yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. L- a little um, boring version today. Yeah. Um, but hopefully this will get out this week before your big Memorial Day weekend. Maybe you'll even have – it's weird, Rob. I'm, I'm very excited for a three-day weekend, even though it's not going to be you know a whole lot else. But I am – it's just – I am looking forward to actually having a day of not having to think about – I mean, I'm very – fortunate but just like oh i'm off like i really have three days off here
1: yeah yeah nobody my family was even aware that it was Memorial day weekend until yesterday
0: i i i I asked my boss like are we this is still a thing right (laughs) yeah uh, yeah exactly so anyways um we also you know big news Uh, obviously you know we're not trying to um rob and i are going to talk about a lot of hypotheticals tonight and have fun with two topics but we're um you know not not trying to tell you what to do you you guys can find your own way through life right now um but pale fire and mossy creek are both reopened to a certain extent um and we want to you know it's incredible what pale fire's been doing rob i'm sure you've seen the pictures yes. but they uh, you know that they've gotten a lot of food and that food's going a long way for some people that really need it in harrisburg um and look pale fire does have a, a front patio that's really nice yeah (laughs) you know go enjoy it if you're if you're willing and able um you know support them they've been supporting a lot of people in our community you know in the harrisburg community and we through the pale fire helps uh you know food pantry for laid off restaurant workers and you know go support uh they've, they've just been an inspiration through this whole last couple months so Go out and see them, and then our friends over at Mossy Creek—the shop is reopened. I know the way they're doing it, Rob. And I know we've both been in there, but they're keeping like one person per room or something. You know how it's kind of like an old yeah. house. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, so, I
1: don't know what it's like your experience, but for me, like going grocery shopping, they're checking in. It's like one in, one out, and yeah. there's big lines. So there are ways to get it done. Um, yeah, you know, and, and no. they they want to be as safe as everybody. They don't want to jeopardize anybody, but they realize they're in a business to make money and they're also in a business that makes a lot of people happy
0: um, very much. yeah. So yes, it, yes. It's,
1: it helps them, but it also helps a lot of us who are looking for reasons to get outside and take advantage of the outdoors. So I'm excited that both those businesses are, are finding ways to, to push through this and, and in their own ways, bring people a lot of happiness.
0: Yeah, for sure. Including Steven Strasberg again. Yeah. Who apparently went fisting with Mossy Creek now. I'll be yeah. like a regular. Um, yeah, and, and I know Mozzie, you know, there are they are now able to take reservations for float trips and things like that. Mm-hmm. I I know they're figuring out ways, especially if you're like coming as a family or you know, um, it's kind of on the customers to choose who they want to be around. Um, but there's a lot of things going on. The weather's looking good. We're gonna be in the eighties next week. So uh get out there, and go fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of our two sponsored things. Um one other point, Rob, I'm really glad and, and I got your things this morning. For everybody out there, we renewed our season tickets yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, we're not making any kind of a claim on what's going to happen or what isn't going to happen. And we felt very fortunate. And and I know we as a group, the four of us who who go to games together, talked about what a weird time to be thinking about season tickets to football. Mm -hmm. Right. And making that outlay. And, And you certainly look back and think like, okay, well, should I be providing food? through my church to like people in my community or, yeah. you know, like, uh, but this means a lot to us. And just because it's at times frivolous doesn't mean it isn't important to us. Um, and it doesn't mean, and we really like it to be around when they come back. And um, I, I thought, Rob, we all talked about, it. we were very impressed with JMU's plan. Yeah. Um, right. They're taking, still doing the June 15th deadline, but you can, you can tell them, Um, one of the options is you can tell them I can't do it this year. I'm not sure if I can do it this year, but I want to hold my tickets and my parking and my location um, until 2021 and, and not even pay at all this year. Um, so that's really positive. And then the other one, if you pay this year and there isn't a season, you can then choose to get a refund or to have it rolled over to the 2021 season. So I think our group got together and said, you know, hopefully we can, you know, we, we can make that decision at that time. Um, If those become things we have to choose between. Uh, So anybody that can, you know, I think it's a great way to show JMU you're here, right? Um, If nothing else. Yeah. I mean, I'm not not telling you what to do. There's more important things at JMU. There's more important things in your communities, I know. Um, But if you're fortunate enough uh, to be able to do it, I know it sends a big signal um, to the folks Hoping there's jobs for everybody. So we're not trying to be all negative tonight. Um, good news, Rob. I, I know we have, you know, interesting financial decisions on on the uh, spring sports new eligibility, but I was thrilled to see that uh, Odyssey Alexander, Kate Gordon and Madison Neokis are have all been announced that they're coming back next year which means the softball program will be stacked again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> From the pure fan perspective, it's certainly exciting. Um, I don't, you and I have had discussions. I'm still a little leery. if not thinking that maybe it was a little too early to just have schools blanket and say, yeah, we can, we can honor your scholarships next year. Um, mm-hmm. That's not for me to decide. So they did it yep. uh, uh-huh. as a fan. I'm very excited. It just, yeah, yeah. but it's hard for me to look the other way and be like, man, there, there's a lot of things that need to happen. And that's, Front and the cost, it certainly seems like the kind thing to do. Yeah. But I don't know. It just, it shocked me that, that so many schools, you know, JMU and others, mm-hmm. JMU was not alone. It was the overwhelming no, majority, no. just kind of wrote a blank check and said, absolutely come on back. Mm-hmm. And that seemed awesome. It was great as a fan. But since then, how many sports have been killed at various schools? You know, so it, just, right. it just seemed odd to me that everybody was so gung ho, like absolutely, because your heart, abs- uh, my heart breaks for all these kids that lost seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but sad stuff happens every day. So (laughs) as a fan, I'm excited as an alum who has interest in the school at large. I'm, I'm a little bit more, Oh boy, I I hope this works out. I hope this doesn't have any negative effects elsewhere. And I I guess we can leave it like that. I don't want to get too, too down in the weeds or, or too doom and gloom, but it just seems like there's a lot of things JMU and every other school in the country is going to need to overcome financially. Um, yeah. Writing that check a year in advance seemed to be awfully aggressive to me. But.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but we're trying. <laughs> yeah. so no, I mean, that's go. great. As and a fan, yeah, it's we're... awesome.
1: I mean, those three players are yeah. ridiculous. Um, yep. You know, can just, can really put put the program over the top and you gotta be excited. It's also
0: funny to me, Rob, because this softball run of the last 10 years just seems to, somehow, like, it seems to continue getting extended yeah. by these little things, right? Megan's Megan, injury. Yeah. You know, or like, the end of Jalen's career, Megan came in as this freshman we'd never heard of, and that turned into a th- the best season ever, yeah. right? And then, then Megan's career ended up, you know, um, unfortunately and inadvertently getting extended, but that, you know, brought us into last year or the year before, and then now, you know, bringing CeCe and Kate Gordon back, you know, two of the other best players in program history now, it, it just, yeah, seems to keep going with this run. So well, we'll take well, it. I, <laughs> I think it's something that it
1: really is a program that found its footing, and yeah. is ready to be kind of a going concern at the top tier. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't a flash in the pan. It wasn't um, of Chicago basketball, for instance. You know, these yeah. schools that are, have amazing accomplishments, but it's not yeah. sustainable. Um, George, yeah. George Mason basketball. You know, nobody's ever played yeah, yeah. that Final Four. That's a memory that all those schools are, but it's not the same thing as building a contender. And Jamie's built right. a contender that has gone through, you know, tremendous player turnover just in form of graduation, mm-hmm. and a coaching change. So, yeah, it's, yeah. and now next year – to get that level of experience coming back, Ooh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the future's bright on the field.
0: It's also been cool. That program's been built as much as any other program I'm aware of at JMU. They've been built on um, Valley kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, lo- really local kids. And you got to think that's a positive as we move forward with thinking about the way recruiting's going to be for the next few couple of years, you know, yeah. um, you know. That's a cool thing in a in a part of the country that cares about the sport and supports it. So it's good to see. Uh, the other cool thing over the weekend, I'm sure a lot of you saw, especially the Richmond folks. Um, it was really cool to see the Duke dog and the big semi truck make that visit uh, to Ken Headley, the guy in Richmond. You know, Duke's fan have that big parade. That was super cool to see. Huh, Rob? Yeah, it was
1: it was uplifting.
0: You know, yeah. tough
1: situation, but it's really cool when the athletic program in the school can do something to brighten somebody's
0: deck. Yeah. And they've been trying. I mean, I, I know we're all over, you know, JMU socials, social medias channels and, you know, Duke dog's been out of the quad and doing other things, but that's pretty cool to think about them really getting out and supporting things. Um, so that's pretty cool. And lastly, congratulations to all their graduates. Um, probably aren't in many that listen to the pod, but, um, you know, Rob, I was thinking about for some of the sports people that we didn't get to finish talking about, um, and I was thinking, you know, I know they're not the only ones, but, uh, lacrosse, it was Emma Johnson and Maddie McDaniel. And I was thinking, you know, they're, they're, they're not the only grads on that program, but they were the two that uh, came to mind that were really huge contributors to the championship, mm-hmm. um, to the national championship. And, you know, just they're kind of the last of the big contributors on that squad. Um, I, you know, I guess darty will have another year, but, um, you know, for the most part, it, like it's just interesting to think about. We kind of forgot some of these kids in the last couple of months because life gets in the mm-hmm. way. And uh, I'm sure their fam friends and family did not. But big time congrats to all of them. I I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> I don't know if you've been thinking about this, Rob, but yeah, it's, it's um, just tough. it's just
1: tough. Yeah. I mean, you figure particularly for just college sports,
0: where
1: you know the majority of college athletes, as those commercials that you know don't go pro, or they go pro in something else. It's mm-hmm. really hard. Like, it's one thing if you see, you know, a, a big time athlete who's sure to be a draft pick. Okay, that's, a, that's one level of sad if they miss yep. out on their season. Like, oh man, you know, we don't just all all right, yeah. open, you know, play in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. yeah whatever. You know, that, that's, yeah. you know, page, page, paragraph three of his obituary, you know, type thing. Right, right. Um, but it's really sad when you see athletes who just miss out when, when the ultimate thing in the game for women's lacrosse is the college tournament, the NCAA tournament. Right. So to miss an opportunity to do that, it's just, it's really, really, it, it just, it pulls at the
0: heartstrings a little bit and it's tough. Yeah. And it was super sad to look back at the, the, you know, we've talked over and over about women's basketball. Yeah. Um, this year, you know, and those kids won't have the opportunity to come back. And so they won't get that back. And yeah, that's just really hard. Um, but it's a cool time. And, and hopefully you friends, you know, people that can, and we're able to celebrate it. And, uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, congrats, grads. We are not going to be negative or, or be snarky this year about graduation no. at all, like we usually are. No. So, yeah. Um, Rob, this is kind of Rob's show. I should have said that off the top. Rob's going to kind of introduce us to um, our, our main, you know, sports topic and our overtime topic tonight. We're going to have, uh, we, we're really happy with these two. We talked about them for a bit already. So you want to tell us the first yeah, one, Yeah, Well, I
1: guess we're just taking, let's, we, we got to have some assumptions and, Let's assume yes. that there will be a 2020 football season, but let's yep. also assume that it will be like no other season, meaning Correct. we don't know when it's going to start. We don't know if there's going to be conference games, if there's going to be out-of-conference games, if people are going to redo their schedules, if there's going mm-hmm. to be bowls or playoffs. Um, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We're just maybe, maybe things will go off without a hitch and it'll be like any other season, but let's assume for the sake of this podcast and this conversation mm-hmm. that this is a season like no other. So the 2020 season – and mm-hmm. If we were to take it and just say, let's make it a thing. Twenty twenty NCAA football will be a standalone product. We don't need to make it fit like any of the other seasons. We're not going to try to look at the records and compare them. We don't need to, you know, crown a traditional champion. What can we do to just make the twenty twenty season be completely different thing that it is? And what can do to mm-hmm. be fun? Because I guarantee you, if and when football comes back, we're going to need it to be more fun than ever. Um, yes, so yes. let's just, just go from that so like okay what, what ideas do we have jumping off blank sheet of paper no idea is a bad idea what can we do to make the 2020 football season a success in terms of providing a fun experience for the players fans coaches and everybody else so
0: yeah so um you, you want go to go first, first yeah. Ron? yeah okay um my assumption here too. um i think one other my oh, I just want to point out it's not an assumption, but we don't know anything no. about this. <laughs> like, like we're this is totally from scratch. It's just us having fun. Um, we're not, you know, trying to keep up connections in in house no. or anything and figure no. this and, out. And suspend no. suspend your disbelief um, here.
1: these might little
0: them. Yeah. So my two ideas, um, my basically it comes down to keep it yeah. local. Um, but my two there's two ways of doing it, right? In my dream scenario, we just have a Virginia season um there are one two three four five six seven eight nine ten programs at the fcs or fbs level mm-hmm. in virginia um that's a pretty good little schedule right nine games against odu uva virginia tech liberty um uh, this richmond william and mary hampton norfolk state and vmi um the problem with that is that i don't know that hampton norfolk state and vmi want to play in that yeah round yeah. robin right there right um that's not very fair um and I'm not sure that the, you know, that the big boys can really pull that off either. Um, my other thought was you could do a a, a DMV FCS season. Um, and this is probably the one that I think would might be more realistic. You could do like a totally regional FCS season and then let every team play one. Let let the FCS teams play what's the equivalent of a bowl game. So you can play anybody in the country that mm-hmm. you want to. Um, you could have one trip in the season. Um, at the end of the season, but it's not, it's not a playoff, right? It's just one, you, you can play one team. So that would mean that uh, my teams in the DMV would be JMU, Richmond, William & Mary, Hampton, Norfolk state, VMI, Towson, Morgan state, Georgetown and Howard. Um, which I think would be interesting just because I, I know that JMU would be the heavy favorite in that group, um, pray JMU, all the CAA teams, right? JMU Towson, Richmond, William and Mary would be the heavy favorites in that group. Um but at the same time, I, I do think it'd be fun like, you know, you would get the maximum opportunity to potentially have your team yeah. local. Um I, I don't know if there's like any you know if there's any chance of even, you know, at some limited capacity. But you know, playing at Georgetown, playing at Howard, playing at Norfolk State. It's the at best Hampton, chances
1: probably for all of those schools, including JMU, to play in form of some sort of significant crowd, week in week out. <laughs> you know, like what whatever I... significant yeah. it. significant could be every third row. Significant could be a full stadium. But just if you, yes, I, I think that's a, a cool consideration people need to take. Like, what can we do to really make this a a tangible product that is kind of consumable? Like, this isn't all going right. to be on TV, but like, are there opportunities? Um, if you need to play these mm-hmm. in, you know, a a central, neutral site. Well, you could do that in this scenario you've envisioned. You know, bring everybody to yeah. whatever. I mean, RFK or whatever. Just like a central state. Right, right.
0: You could do that. So, yeah, I think that's cool. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and, you know, you could go the other way and go to North Carolina or something like that, but I feel like they'd probably be more natural with South yeah. Carolina. There's so many programs in North Carolina. Um, and then maybe the idea of, like, having one, like, I love the idea of, You you know, playing – potentially North Dakota state or yeah. whoever. Right. I mean, I mean, that's obviously the one that comes to mind for me. I don't know if the Dakotas feel the same way. They probably are going to play each other. I mean, they get to play their big rival in the regular season, no matter what, with yeah. SDSU, um, you know, and just decide that right now, like that's the team we want to play now, you know, maybe they don't want to play us and we end up playing uh, Kennesaw, right. Maybe that makes more sense for us to have that be our kind of quote unquote bowl game. Right. Just for something, um, you know, so so, I don't know, whatever. I mean, we could play Stony Brook, all I care. Right. Or Villanova as our bowl game. But, um, you know, just maybe give the teams something to look forward to if it seems possible at the end of the season um, that's different or more important than your season. And we'll be back to, you know, we'd be crowning an FCS champion the way we used to crown FBS champions potentially, (laughs) you know, and I, I do think, you know, you think about whether it's a Kennesaw or a North Dakota state, like, They'd probably want to play JMU if there was a chance that there was going to be some kind of national ranking um, that, that would give them the chance at the number one yeah. spot. Right. Yeah. So I, I like that. That kind of like state or really regional just round robin. I mean, obviously, I thought about I'm sure you're going to say, you know, Navy, Maryland, West Virginia, Marshall or the other FBS teams in Maryland and West Virginia. West Virginia does not have a uh, FCS program. But those were the other kind of regional teams that could potentially well, I, be around. I think that
1: makes sense, even even beyond yeah this COVID situation, <laughs> beyond this I, year. I really, yeah, yeah, I think like, this yeah. is as we see some of these programs struggle and we hear about cuts that need to be made. I, I think this is proving uh-huh. um, that Jamie was fortunate not to jump into one of these other leagues. And I know people will bite my head off. No, we should be FBS and but But I, I do think the pursuit of television markets is has proven to be. <laughs> not a great idea Um, and and coming up with some sort of regional rivalry, I think makes much better sense. Um, And whether you call that G5, Mm -hmm. P5, FCS, I don't think it matters. I think if you get a bunch of like-minded programs all within whatever, you know, an easy weekend trip, it makes it, it makes it a lot more sustainable, a lot more fun, you know,
0: in in a perpetuity. So I think that's a great idea. Well, you're looking at the, yeah, you're looking, and you're looking at these, like even the pro sports are, I mean, they're, even the bigger sports, right? I mean, a lot the, of people are talking the about... The baseball scenario with, like with the East, um,
1: the NL and AL East, basically.
0: Yeah, because I think one of the real rules is the... Um, I think the travel is going to be the biggest thing, right? It's just we're not going to yeah. stay overnight. I mean, even you see what the NASCAR teams are doing. They're just... The rule is you're in, you do the race, yeah. you're out. There's no prep. There's no practice sessions. There's no... You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, because they're trying to limit... The, the, you know the problem isn't at the game i mean in football that may be a problem it may become a problem but and i think most of us think the problem isn't on the field or the track or the court it's surrounding everything it, yeah. around it surrounding it right having to have everybody stay in the hotel everybody go to denny's as a team yeah. off the bus right rest yeah, stops yeah, exactly. things
1: like that you know yeah, right cool well that's a good one yeah okay well yeah, i originally was going and I, yep. one of mine was down the down the road some sort of regional thing um, but mm-hmm. then i started getting away from the scheduling and the affiliation, and I just thought, okay, if this is going to be a different season, let's make it mm-hmm. our dream season. No punting, no PATs, no traditional kickoffs. Yes. So this yes. people will just be you know, yeah. like, oh, that season. you always remember. It. Forget about who you're playing. <laughs> um, the asterisk mm-hmm. is here, Harry O'Kelly needs to be inserted at least once a series, or, pre- or preferably <laughs> repositioned. So whatever. He's a flanker, <laughs> or, or he's some new position that in future years will be just known as the O'Kelly. So we're not we're not losing him. Basically, every team needs to play like that. That high school, I think it's in Arkansas, where that goes for it on every fourth down, no matter where they are. They always go for two points. Mm -hmm. And they make every kickoff an onside kick. So I I think this would be (laughs) awesome. Um, There'd be no confusing with any other season. I have no idea how it would turn out. Uh, because I'm a JMU fan, I, I like to assume that our special teams are better and we would just come up with this new version of special teams better <laughs> and, yeah. and, and yeah, going forward and forth. But um, statistically speaking, people should be going for it a lot more mm-hmm. than they already do. Um, this guy mm-hmm. who's down in Arkansas—they win a lot, and it seems crazy and going for it deep in your own territory or onside every time. But I don't know—it it would be a crazy standalone season, which is maybe exactly what 2020 should be. So that's my idea: no punting, no PIs, yeah. no traditional. It's principles. funny because
0: I—I mean, I think all the sports are going to have to come up. I mean, and there's certainly going to be coaches who think of this, right? If even mm-hmm. in my scenario, right, if you are VMI and you're playing this schedule that's brutal for your normal you know by normal standards go for broke why not place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what do you have to
0: lose there right yeah yeah um yeah i mean i think a lot of sports are gonna gonna be i mean that's what, what you said for, and the the premise of this whole thing was just that we all need to i think start getting our minds around the fact this you know it just seems very unlikely to be a traditional yeah. season yeah um right i mean um you know, if they, even the pro sports, right, they're going to come back for these weird tournaments yeah. or whatever. If so, it is
1: great, but yeah, if we'll not, see. let's yeah. go
0: all the way. Let's, let's. I love that idea, Rob, of just, like, have fun with it. If this was, if you're a coach and you had some, you know, crazy scheme you want to run, th- yeah. this is the year to try it probably, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, if I, I, I don't know. So
1: hopefully that well, at I, least I gives got, you something to one. think
0: about. I, Joke about this this was was gonna, yeah, yeah, go for it, Rob. Bear with me, because
1: this might be a little confusing.
0: Please. But no. the idea
1: is Richmond loses every game. Just no matter what. <laughs> like, whatever happens.
0: Well, that well, should like, be the plan every And, and I was thinking, we
1: could just do this through, like, at the end of the game, we just change the scoreboard, and everybody laughs, and they just get credit for a loss. But my preferred way uh-huh. of would be we get every other fan base and program in the country involved, and we cook up this conspiracy, uh-huh. and Richmond doesn't know it. And we don't just <laughs> give them the loss at the end. But we, we come up with ways to like do things throughout the game so they never catch on. It's so like they're 14 fans, you know, Sasquatch or whatever that guy is, Satchmo. And yeah. their, they have no idea what's <laughs> going on, but they're just like awful bad calls and replay reversals. And every, this, this takes a lot. So it really is yeah. an actual conspiracy. And, <laughs> yes. I mean, they say conspiracies are hard to cook up, but I think we could all come together and do this with Richmond.
0: Yeah, I just like, you know, it's it's awesome. Like
1: like, if they're just running all of a sudden, like they get in the end zone and like it's called a touchback and they have no idea why, but Mm -hmm. the thing is we need to play it straight too, as opposing fans, we need to just be like, yeah, great call. And just just (laughs) have no, no logical discussion. Like, no, we all knew that was a role, you know? And just like, (laughs) it, it wouldn't be as fun if it was just like, no matter what happened, they lose or they start down 50 points. If we, yeah, it's just a it's throughout a the game, so we could just no. see them losing their minds. But I think that would mm-hmm. be the funnest season
0: of all time. So that's that's yeah. My of big course, suggestion. it would be. Yeah, I'm. I'm... Oh, I am do not <laughs> Yes, that's right. I, I'm trying to think of whether I even. I was. I was almost about to soften no. there during no. this time, Rob. No, i no. I don't
1: think so. No, and then no, the, the no. idea that I completely <laughs> scrapped was some form of survivor pool scheduling where like you start off and you throw everything in the air and winners keep playing winners and losers, losers. but then I thought that would be probably the biggest logistical and travel nightmare of all time and almost certain to yeah. just trigger a massive spike that killed sports forever of COVID-19 so so I scrapped that one up <laughs> right, 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 right.
0: yeah I mean it is funny to think about like a double elimination type oh, tournament would be awesome or something yeah Right, a winners bracket, losers bracket. Like, so you're, you know, some teams might only play three, two, three games, but. Well, I was thinking like survival. Play. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you lose, you're done. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. If you lose, you're done. But yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know uh, how to do it.
0: So then it. Yeah. Then it get. Then you got to stay it's at the nightmare. same level. It's a nightmare. I, I don't know. Yeah. And the travel and yeah, logistics yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. would would kill humanity with spreading COVID and other diseases. <laughs> yeah.
0: there, Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, with that, we're going to move on to a little overtime, a little off-topic tonight. One of our favorite subjects, um, music-related. Uh, I think this came up, Rob, because um, I think people started talking about this in the yeah. death of Little Richard a couple of weeks ago, right? And, the, you know, his influence was so monstrous on so many bands. So why don't you tell us what we're going to talk about? Well, this what is, you, you and I have talked about, about
1: in the past. We never got around doing it. But then I think yeah. Ken Kazzara tweeted it out after a Little Richard. Like, what's the best American mm-hmm. rock band? And you always hear about like best rock band. It's very easy. People go to the Stones, Beatles, Zeppelin. And then you ask the question from an American perspective and you realize, oh, wow, so many of these big, you know, culture, culturally significant, or significant to American culture no. acts are not really Americans. Um, so just the only caveat right. is has got to be Americans. I, I personally, I don't know how you approached it, but I kind of went with the rock and roll hall of fame definition of rock and roll, which is whatever the hell we want oh. to make. I, I have no idea how that's defined. So I left my yep. list of people to consider completely open-ended as well. I didn't try to make it traditional, you know, quote-unquote rock and roll.
0: So I put, I, I just listed like 20 or, you know, I went to like whatever yeah. Rolling Stone or Paste or Fader or whatever and got the old articles about these. And I put down like the, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 that I thought could potentially depending on how you look at it be in it and then i started categorizing because that's sort of my the Mm -hmm. way my the way i think right and i ended up with a list of like six and then each four or five like what i did is i put like if if a band i felt like was like that band then they go into that pile and then could they really your own pile so i ended up with like six yeah i did i have like six and a half i have six and then one band that Mm -hmm. i could not categorize um and And I will talk about that as we go, because I have a feeling we're going to alternate or, or, you know, we're going to overlap a lot here. So what is, I mean, I don't know if you want to start at the top, the bottom, or just one that you want to talk about. I guess Um, the
1: the one I did not put as much analytic rigor into it. I just kind of put put together uh a
0: list of all these
1: bands. And then I think I've got one or two that if I put a gun to my head and I had to choose, I think there's one or two that I would probably go to. But I started off, the first one I considered was the Beach Boys. And this is weird uh-huh. because I, I know that is not a sound that most people think of when they think of rock and roll. Um, oh, no, but if you yeah. think of rock and roll from that broad kind of anything goes definition that I talked about earlier, I think you got to consider uh-huh. the Beach Boys slash slash Brian Wilson. Absolutely. I mean, Brian Wilson is a genius. Yep. And, and it's weird because I grew up with the Beach Boys. My, my parents listened to them. They were always on in the car. Um, and I just <laughs> thought of it as like this. <laughs> Kind of sing-songy pop music, and then when you start getting music, and you realize, like, me too, what a freaking genius Brian Wilson was, and the absolutely like groundbreaking album that Pet Sounds was, in terms of production and arrangement uh-huh. and melody and vocals and harmony, um, the uh-huh. fact that you know Paul McCartney says it's what spurred the Beatles to go and record Sgt. Peppers. Like, I, I just think <laughs> right, Pet right. Sounds in particular was just so crazy what it did to advance songwriting and album recording mm-hmm. um, um in american rock and roll yeah. history it, it needs to be recognized so the beach boys was the first thing that kind of jumped out to me for a fan jumped out to me
0: yeah well i will say i'll just follow up on that because they were one of my six mm-hmm. um that led their category their category was mm-hmm. the hardest to define for me um and oddly it ended up i know it's like a you know they start as a like yeah i mean it's very popular music right very pop music at its time. But I think in hindsight has become very like, um, I don't know whether to call it indie or cool or it's yeah. critically loved. Right. And so they topped my weirdest category, which was like, I put them yeah. ahead of velvet underground. I put them ahead of talking heads. I put them actually put the pixies in there. Um, I put I and Tina in there. And then even some more modern artists, I thought like, yeah. I think a vampire weekend. Um, and Maybe even Bruce. I, I don't know. I didn't know whether to put like someone like Bruce because it's not really a band. Is it a band? Is he just Bruce? I I don't know. But to me, the Beach Boys topped that group uh, for me. So I don't know if you have any. You may have some of those elsewhere, but that was. Yeah, uh, they were cool. in my top six. So yeah, my um, my second category is near and dear to my heart um, <laughs> and a lot of others I know. And the, yeah. the Grateful Dead to me. Yeah. Um, if you put a gun to my head, they're proud. They might be number one, uh, but I realize they're not for everybody. Uh, but they're certainly at the top of the jam band list, right? So, anybody who might say Fish, um, I think you and I, my, you know, one of my two favorite bands mm-hmm. is my Morning Jacket. Um, yeah, owes a lot to the Grateful Dead. I went back and forth whether they go into the Southern category, the Grateful Dead category, but they do. Um, will Coat, jave matthews rem to me none of them quite jump ahead of the dead in that category for yeah me.
1: i i had the dead so. too um and i didn't know if that's just my own mm-hmm. taste and bias but um the thing that mm-hmm. kind of dings them in my mind and trying to look at this objectively mm-hmm. is they don't really have an iconic album or even a song i think everybody knows the dead but i think very few people actually listen to the dead in terms of, of massive scale. Like, I think pretty much everybody can tell you a Beatles song. I think people think of the dead when they think of dead heads. And I'm not sure that many people are familiar with the music. Yeah. Um,
0: but the music from an American band standpoint, it does cross so many boundaries. Yeah. Um, I love it for I love me, them. right? They, they, they are well versed yeah. in country, rock, jazz, blues, even. You know, you know all yeah. of those. Yeah, they come from a lot of different places. If you really no and,
1: and out about this stuff, coming but, out yeah, of the
0: they're... Ashbury,
1: San Francisco, you know, hippie scene when they did, culturally mm-hmm. significant, like mm-hmm. almost no other band. Um I just I, I'm just trying to look yeah. at it objectively and kind of devil's advocate my own selections. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I, yeah. The yeah, Dead yeah. for me is right up there. That's one of the bands that I would I would put in my kind of finalists. Um But I also mm-hmm. I think probably if I went up to 10 people on the street and asked them to name, you know, a Beatles song they could, I'm not sure as many people could name a Grateful Dead song. Um, or even a Bruce Springsteen. No, probably not. You know, yeah. I, I, think, I think that would dwarf yeah. it as well. Like, I think there's a number of bands. Um, but, is that really what we're talking about mm-hmm. here? Because, you know what, there's probably more people that can name Taylor Swift songs, and I'm not going to consider her. <laughs> so, I don't know. The, the Dead is a great <laughs> pick. I, I love the Dead. I think they're up there. I okay. think they're they're cool. at least on the podium, from the way I look at it. But I do want—I'm sure mm-hmm. there are people listening who are like, "What the hell are you two talking about?" And I'll, I'll recognize <laughs> that and I'll own it. What else? is uh, Yes. Okay. Well, this was so... a- another one that I—I I think would not really be on the podium, um, uh-huh. or, or or it might be, but I think you need to consider Run DMC, even though it's again not ah, kind of yeah. rock and roll. Well, in this day and age, I think most people would tell you hip-hop is probably more influential in terms of, of culture and, and music. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think when you, when you kind of expand your look at rock and roll, what you're talking about is kind of the, the most culturally significant or, or important music at any one time. And I think hip-hop is that now. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of that is due to Run-DMC. For, you know, I know there were people before them, but they were the first real breakout commercial crossover stars um, that really propelled the genre that mm-hmm. has become the biggest thing in popular music over the past 40 years. So um, that, that was my choice. I don't mm-hmm. know if people think that's crazy or like that's not rock and roll, but they're in the Rockwell hall of fame. So to me, they're, they're eligible for selection on our stupid podcast.
0: Well, I think it's massively f- um, fair and accurate. And I did think about them. Um, they just didn't make yeah, it to the top. I was going to do the category. Beastie Boys too. Um, <laughs> is it the same? Th- well, no. I, yeah. I think this is the real hard. This is the key to um, this. Yeah. Why this question yeah. of American band is so difficult It's because American rock bands in the last thirty years yeah. are hip hop groups and country stars. They're not we don't have like in britain they don't have country music yeah. unless it's a riff of an american music right it's just mm-hmm. folk or singer songwriter right they don't have hip hop unless it's the hip hop that's derived from you know ultimately new york la mm-hmm. atlanta here right i mean they do i know that there's I, i'll get true hip hop yeah. you know superheads right 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 i i get it but um this is why the question is so difficult for us where you know in Britain, they can yeah. just keep pumping out indie bands forever, right? And we don't do that. Um, for me, I, the, um, this is sort of – I'll do two here, Rob, because they're kind of my categories. I put NWA at the top of my mm-hmm. kind of hip-hop list, and it's weird because they don't have no. a discography, really. They don't have, like, a catalog. But to me, like, I know Ron DMC predates them, but as far as, like, the stratospheric – you know, we don't have Kanye, Kendrick – the beasties public enemy outcast without nwa and the one that i really struggled with was wu-tang maybe winning the category i I might have um but i just don't know i mean i do think wu-tang reaches around the world in terms of like people's Mm -hmm. awareness or music heads awareness um but i i've kind of put nwa at the top of that list but i'm happy with yeah i just i uh, I was uh, right there there too so yeah broke out
1: you know what? A couple, a couple of years before Beastie Boys. Yeah, they're before. Um, you know, I mean, they toured together. I think Beastie's mm-hmm. opened for them, and and then opened for uh, mm-hmm. Madonna. Actually, um, my personal, I like Run DMC. Mm-hmm. I like, B- I personally like Beastie Boys more, and I'd give them maybe a little extra because they play their own instruments mm-hmm. and everything. But I do think Run DMC is mm-hmm. more critical to the foundation of hip hop, and I wanted to recognize that in some way. So, cool. All right.
0: Yeah. Go and ahead. then my other one, I, you mind if I go ahead, Rob? Because it's kind of the same thing. My, my one category that I had um, four bands that I kind of put in and, and one that is the leader. And this is like the people that are, um, let's just, I, I don't know whether they're, they're like hip hop adjacent. And they're, um, they predate almost, right? They're the transition to hip hop becoming our rock and roll. And to me, the, the head of that category yeah. is parliament, is P-Funk, um, right? I mean, that becomes hip hop. And I put Prince, The Roots, and Tribe all in that group. Um, you know, I, I thought about putting Prince and the Revolution at the top of this list, um, but I I just still think it's Prince, right? It's, I know there's <laughs> – the people would get yell at me. I mean, I know there's huge influential people in both the E Street Band and the Revolution. But, um, you know, th- uh, P-Funk just to me was kind of in its, out in its own world, but so, so important for bridging the gap from like rock and roll to what, yeah, we, what is today our rock stars. One. That's a really good one.
1: And then and Bob, I, I mm-hmm. kind of feel like we need to choose between
0: Nirvana and Pearl Jam or either one. <laughs> so you're, you, you hit the nail on the head for me. Pearl Jam is my, um, this is weird with me, Rob. So I, mm-hmm. I, Pearl Jam was the, my wild card. I had picked six bands. We've covered mm-hmm. Beach Boys, Grateful Dead, NWA and P-Funk for me so far. Um, I have two more we'll talk about. Pearl Jam was my... I could not categorize them. Yeah. On my categories. I know that Part like, of the grunge historically revolution. they fall in the yeah. Nirvana Soundgarden thing. But Pearl is a really important American band at this point because of their longevity and because they've evolved out of the grunge thing into, you know, borderline yeah. like singer songwriter stuff. This, this is what's so crazy. I didn't you know, know that um, hurt them that. in terms of stacking up
1: against Nirvana with kind of the brief moment in time flashing out like I haven't kept up with – I've never been a huge fan of either band. I've always enjoyed their music, but I'm not going I'm, I'm to break down their catalog. Yeah. That would me too. not do it justice. And it would – the people that really are, are nope. invested, in both band, or invested in both bands would, would kill me. Um, but Nirvana was such a brief yep. time where they were the biggest band on earth. And then it happened with Kurt Cobain, Tragedy. But the other flip side is they never had the decline. You know, there's there's no Willie Mays falling in the outfield Correct. situation. I don't know. I know Pearl Jam is still putting out lots of good music, but I don't know enough to even say mm-hmm. have they had duds in their catalog? Or have they shown a decline? I don't know. Um, but I would think you have got to choose one of. I
0: think you well, and choose they one could of those too. fall. I guess I could have almost moved them into that Grateful Dead fish, like just long term. But they're so much more commercially
1: but there was so much Pearl more kind of successful
0: than those intentionally stepped away because they yeah, got the kind of, int- of the commercialization. Correct. Well, my problem with Nirvana was that I put them in, I uh-huh. kind of had a hard rock category and yeah. I put Metallica at the top of the list. Um, I don't love, I'm not like the biggest Metallica fan and they drive me bonkers with their like personal yeah. life antics, right? And drama. But I think, um, to me, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, and to some extent, Jimi Hendrix, all fall, like, maybe one of those three could have been, they could have been at the top of all of these. Yes. Yeah. But we'll never know. Right? I mean, you know, Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, and Jimi Hendrix, for two-year periods, were the biggest things in the world. And then they disappeared entirely, almost, <laughs> for a very, you know, I mean, for the death of nirvana and jimmy and for and, we, Rhodes, and if we want to be Guns if we want to be very hard right? mitch
1: mitchell from the from the experience was uh
0: english so we can just we can
1: we can eliminate
0: jimmy, yeah,
1: jimmy uh, experience,
0: so they don't count right yeah but i just i don't know i i, I don't want to get i didn't want to give metallica that kind of credit but man in terms of influence on you know two or three different genres of music and and longevity yeah. and, i don't know Nine hundred stadiums. I think there's tours, a good 30% you know, like a thirty percent my high know, so. school. That
1: that that would have that would kill us. <laughs> right. Metallica on it. I didn't consider it. I was like, whatever. It's mm-hmm. not my thing. I, I was never into heavy metal. I recognize yep. how good Metallica is, but um, I, mm-hmm. in terms of global influence, I don't know. Maybe they probably are. They probably are. But I would choose Nirvana or Pearl Jam over them personally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I probably would too. Um, well, I've got one more group, well, I had, Rob, but that's up to you if you want to go now. Mentions, or other ones we we're considering.
1: I have Metallica on the list. Okay. I had Aerosmith, I personally don't really like yep. them, but I think a lot of people, I, I think they'd be up there. Yeah, I think they have to um, be American bands. Yeah, again, I'd be some boys like classic. on there. Yeah. I had REM and then uh, Allman Brothers Band was yep. another one in it
0: see, see so Almonds is I my last one that's my sixth so rock and, and roll
1: you could even make a case that it should be Almond brothers mm-hmm. band um but my last mm-hmm. pick and i again this is as the name has come up yeah i'm considering bruce springsteen and the E street band to be one and for me that's a uh, yeah. if you look at it um it's yeah. not even i i am a big springsteen fan not to the level of some springsteen fans Oh, but I was going to yeah. say, you're uh, you're a, no, I, mean, like, it, I, you I got it. some roots roots. But, um, <laughs> roots team, but I Pierre do Robert. think when you look at the catalog, the, the live shows, the fact that he can pack stadiums, the fact that now he can, you know, well, I guess the band isn't on, on, wasn't on Broadway, but um, the longevity, the absolutely iconic albums in, in born to run and born in the USA, the whole backstory mm-hmm. of born to run, how it was created. And, he was the new mm-hmm. Dylan. Then he was bigger than Dylan ever was. I just think like, even though a lot of people <laughs> will just kind of push him off as, you know, okay. Boomer, or I think that band is, they've reached mm-hmm. heights that no other American band has reached. So for me, that, that's the pick um, saying nothing of my personal taste. I'm not, I'm a fan. I'm not a huge, I've seen them in concert, but I'm not one of these people who've seen him 50 times. Um, I, I think they got the goods. Mm-hmm. I think they back it up in terms of albums and live shows. And for me, that that puts them over the top. Whereas some of these other picks that I personally might even like a lot more and certainly listen to a lot more, I think fall into maybe really, really strong live acts or really, really strong recorders, but maybe not both. And I think Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band are the, are the double threat. And then you add to it with kind of commercial success. To me, it's the it's total package. And I think that's the pick. But.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's I, I like it. Um, I did want to talk about the almonds because to me, I, I, I didn't know yeah. Bruce was the hardest. Bruce was another one like Pearl Jam that for me personally was more difficult to put in one of my mm-hmm. weird amalgamated categories. Um, the almonds I kind of thought of at the top of like I don't know if you want to call it Southern Rock, but yeah, you know Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers would be in that group. Um, the Birds, not you know really Californian, but I think of them in that way. Uh, Skinner. I don't think you could not mention them. Um, And, you know, my favorite band is Drive-By Truckers would certainly be in that, you know, in that lineage. Um, Mm -hmm. But the that to me, would be at the top of that. Um, A couple that we missed, Rob, I didn't know. I have to say I just have a, you know, looking at all everybody else's lists, right? We have like CCR, um, Fleetwood Mac. I know there are people who would probably put Fleetwood Mac at the top of their list. (laughs) Um, But not necessarily me. Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, the almonds were the last one I want to talk about. I, I think Bruce is a fair pick. It would probably, Bruce yeah. would pull it like what about Van, Halen? Right? Know Van Halen. I don't know if he, yeah, it's weird. Cause I, you know, you mentioned Aerosmith and I, I think Aerosmith lasts more than Van Halen. I mean, I think Van Halen's important. They, I don't know what to say yeah. about Van Halen. I We kind of grew up with them and yet they don't two versions of them, And yet they don't really like stick in my head i know I, I know that they're important to that very specific like late 80s and most of the yeah. 90s sound right <laughs> um guns and roses poison all that stuff but i don't know if i i don't know i guess i just don't like it enough i don't none of that there's not very little from Van halen that like sticks in my mind right now if it came on at a wedding like you know like most of these other bands that we're talking about i mean tom petty right guns and roses um the beach boys those are going to get played at the next wedding you go to when yeah. coronavirus virus is over <laughs> right like like on some yeah set. i mean outcast right, <laughs> right? i mean you're going to hear that crap i don't know if i'm going to I might not, if I never heard another Van Halen song. Oh, I people that are going to kill you for that. But, <laughs> I guess
1: that's what I'm but saying. it does, I, I like Van Halen. Yeah, sorry. I just did... top,
0: but I do like them. And I'm one of
1: those weirdos who likes mm-hmm. the with David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. I can appreciate both. Um, but that is a I good point. Too. Like there aren't yeah. a lot of occasions where people in 2020 are going to break out a Van Halen album. There are a lot of occasions where people are going to break out Tom Petty or people are going to break out the Allman brothers, you know, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't want to, right? I mean, well, yeah. the Eagles. I, I personally talk, don't like them, about, but yeah, they're right? but they're What gonna, about the remote Durgren? They're, they're yeah, they're kind of their I, own I, I category, kind of, I guess. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Well, I know me, that's more your genre I, than I would mine, love to um, go, but to me, it's almost like, yeah. like
1: the Velvet Underground. Like, unquestionably talented and influential. Yeah. But can you really consider them the mm-hmm. best when they are still kind of niche? They were the best of their niche. But it's almost you know they say like only thirteen people bought a Velvet Underground album, but every one of them started a band, sort of thing. Like, you you can't question that Mm -hmm. Metallica that uh, the Ramones were, you know, the most influential of that punk CBGB scene. Um, And I guess they did Mm -hmm. have a lot of kind of commercial success with you know Leave Home and that album. But I don't know, I I I wouldn't put them up there, but that's Mm -hmm. another big one. The other one, like this, seems weird, but you can't discount foo fighters and like
0: i, I uh no i mean yeah, my personally, i like, just i, I discount it,
1: them but, it's yeah. like one of those things where like,
0: <laughs> i love i don't
1: know now. Them, but... i mean they've been going for what 25 years and i kind of think of them just as a radio band and mm-hmm. i've never bought an album i don't think i've ever tuned yep. in on spotify but yet <laughs> i hear a lot of those songs on the radio and they're good songs i um i think dave grohl is mm-hmm. with, would be in the argument of influence you know the part he played in nirvana um I don't have anything against Foo Fighters. I would never do it. I would never choose them. But people did suggest it. And I had this kind of almost visceral reaction. Then I was like, what am I being like a music snob about a band that is unquestionably super talented? Like, I don't know why I have a weird reaction to it. But it it almost got my head like, why why were they Uh not considered? Is that just my personal taste that's excluding them?
0: No, no. I think it's because I thought the same thing. I think it... They're probably, you could go like to four different continents and someone will know yeah. their song, like two of their songs, right? Like if they come on the radio, people could sing along and they'll know them. Um, my problem with it was they just, like, it's so hard to, I mean, I, I like them personally, right? I mean, in a sense of, and I enjoy I like a lot their of their personality, songs, I like, but I'm just not going to seek them out. Like I hear the um, songs I'll like, be like, man, that's a yeah, good No, I would 100% sure go if a friend offered me a free ticket. I would probably not invest a hundred dollars in a ticket. And the hardest thing is just with Dave is just that you can't like separate yeah. them from Nirvana and they're not Nirvana. Right. I mean, in terms of like when you're really yeah. doing this, like best American band thing to me, they just can't, I mean, they have more, they are last been way longer, been, been more successful. But, like I'm the same. Uh, They're not more, you know, way more successful, but not more influential or important. I, I don't know. I don't know what I mean. That's where you start getting well, into it's what's. It's weird to me. It's almost how do you the fact that been best, so right?
1: successful since a time when rock and roll has kind of not experienced commercial success. That I think I'm subconsciously holding against. Like when I think of really good, like rock music now, I think of like Arcade Fire and there's a bit of that, or or whatever. You know, all these other bands that you and I would listen to more regularly. You get a little bit into that like record store clerk guy where it's like you discount them because they're they're played on the radio and that's
0: that's stupid it's stu- right if you have if you have if wilco comes along in the mid-60s they're like yeah. maybe the biggest american band ever right like you know if that music just shows up but today they're sidelined by because really right the big rock popular rock What's is like- just i don't know it's yeah. um Old Dominion and Eric and, and 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 Church Fighters, and, you know, like, and Kendrick Lamar. Right? But you know, I like mean, in our circle of friends, if yeah, we are having right, an honest conversation
1: on a campfire, our circle of friends in our little bubble, Wilco would be in the conversation for this. We would legitimately, like, if you just think, without any yes, consideration yes. for the outside world, we'd all be, we'd be gravitating maybe around Wilco, mm-hmm. um, Drive-By Truckers, bands like that. But the general public doesn't know who that yep. Wilco is. Should that matter? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Personally, Wilco would probably be certainly one of my favorites up there. Right. But right I don't there. Know, I, up there. There are plenty of people. Again, yeah. forget about asking people to name a Wilco song if we do that Grateful Dead hypothetical. You walk up 10 people on the street, I'm not sure seven of them could, would answer it in the affirmative. And you said, Who's Wilco? Forget about naming one of their songs.
0: No, 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 no. I mean, well, and especially I think about like my dad and your sons. Like, could they both name? Yeah, like the band and the and a song, yeah. right? And your sons could because your sons grew up with you listening no. to Wilco. But my dad couldn't, wouldn't know what that is, right? But he knows who he knows yeah. who Metallica is, whether he knows a song or not, right? The Beach Boys, Grateful Dead, Almonds, Bruce Springsteen, all those people, right? Your boys and yeah. my dad could both pick one out, right? <laughs> right? I mean. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he he doesn't know what R.E.M. is, right? I mean, you know, like, I mean, much less Wilco or, yeah. Anyways, I mean, I'd be having that conversation and talking about my morning jacket. and Everyone would be like, who the hell is that? (laughs) Yeah, so that's what happens. But, um, yeah, I guess it it did. Country was the hard one, Rob, because I didn't really know. I I don't know how to, you know, I could get into the hip hop thinking that's more rock and roll. Country
1: to me, me too. Um, It was difficult because I, I think Anyways. of solo artists. I think if we were going to you you'd be having the conversation around maybe Me too. Will and Me too. Willie yeah, Nelson
0: and yeah. Johnny Cash. Right, and even if in pushing yeah. it forward you'd be having Garth Brooks or George Jones or George Strait, you know, like yeah, you wouldn't be. You're right. It's it's really I mean, Willie might be my favorite American artist, but that doesn't mean but yeah. it put him on, I kind of left him off this actually, but you know, yeah Dolly Parton, right? Yep. I mean I, well, I that's, know, that's the a other separate one, conversation it, it we feels completely like completely missed yep. the boat so.
1: on excluding Motown? I'm almost embarrassed now, like, should, should, should it be, you know, the Supremes or the temptations
0: I thought about it, like yeah, because I thought about like yeah, I thought about temptations. I thought Smoke about Four Tops, I miracles. thought about Earth, yeah. Wind, and Fire yeah I, I don't know enough uh, in terms of I don't know. enough. I mean, we can all sing that music and it's going to be at the weddings we go to. Right? But um, but I didn't know enough. And in terms of American bands, I, it's such a weird thing because so many of those bands, I, I saw The Temptations like in the last 20 years, like 10 years. And there's like they're like yeah. the 70th and 71st versions of The Temptations. Right, so I don't know if you can classify that. Like, they didn't even have the same. What's well, the group same thing with the, like three with the years Boys of their first Like, when I think
1: of the Beach Boys, I think of the uh, Pet Sounds Beach Boys, which is basically Brian Wilson in the studio. So many of us have probably right. seen the Beach Boys when it was like right. not that version. It's freaking John Stamos on the drums or something. Yeah,
0: like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the Fort Defiance campground or something. Yeah. And if, you know, for the Shenandoah County Fair or whatever. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, yeah that's yeah. a harder one to right. that, that's where it gets odd for me so anyways we'll hope you all enjoyed it we had fun talking um rob i don't know I, thank you I, I meant to tell you thank you for all the music yeah, on that, twitter at the end of the
1: night so, I, um, I, I did not anticipate this going a lot on of so fun long. for when me when i started doing listen, this I was like this all, be a rob. fun way to go through the next three weeks of quarantine um, i'm assuming that i'm just massively repeating myself mm-hmm. i didn't come up with any way to track this or there's many looking back i Many things I did wrong with this, but try to try have fun with it.
0: So, Well, you know, I've been trying to let Rob go because I always do the music at the end of the podcast. Um, and this has been popular. Another well, outlet no, let him... I, at no, one point I was like, can you, do you put that, the song? And is, then I was like, I need to let I, him I'm, just do I'm it. I'm exhausted. Like, yeah, um, Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> I, I know you're putting all this arcade fire and I'm like, I could do all oh, Wilco. <laughs> Perpetuity. Yeah. I could just do like a Wilco week Right, right. No, that's like fine. That. Yeah. But right, I, I'm right. gonna... Yeah. Have you found anything new? You're not the only one, by the way. All these artists who do the yeah. weekly um things on like Facebook yeah. or Instagram, they're they're getting tired. <laughs> like I've been watching Nora Jones every Thursday and she's yeah, like Yeah, it's I can't believe we're still here. <laughs> I saw Grace Potter last week. She was like it, hammered because it was cool. like, I, I was, do this I don't before? know in terms of just
1: new music and goodness gracious, nobody's listening to this anymore, even more so than you. Know, but the the new Fiona Apple is fantastic. Have yeah, you listened? Um, and I love the Waxahachie album. I don't know yeah. if you, I really like yeah. singer-songwriter. I really like female vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of go on like little genres where I get very into like Haim and St. Vincent and Waxahachie I've been very mm-hmm. into so much that mm-hmm. my kids and wife pointed mm-hmm. out that I listened to it all the time. They were complaining. <laughs> I put it on like at dinner without even realizing it. But that and the new Fiona Apple's fantastic. But, but Fiona Apple is not always a pick-me-up. So I can yeah. see why that might not yeah. be a great it's... recommendation th-
0: these times. It's funny that you brought that up though because I do feel like female um, artists have yeah. been much more of a go-to for me during this time. I mean, part of it's just I'm working from home and I needed it to be a little, Yeah, I don't know, more mellow and more in tune with what's going on and yep. then the other time i'm listening is when we're cooking dinner yeah and it's that um yeah i, I started with a lot of nor jones there's a new album that just came out mm-hmm. during this time rob by a woman named gretchen peters who's actually a songwriter from uh, a nashville songwriter she's actually the woman that wrote um that old Martin yeah. mcbride song independence mm-hmm. day from like way back when we were in high school you know like um but it's her covering the songs of another songwriter. I think uh-huh. his name's Mickey or Monty Newberry. Um, but he's the guy who wrote um just oh, dropped okay. in the song. Kenny, Kenny Rogers condition was in. Right? Yeah. Um, you know that one? Yeah, the Kenny Rogers song. Right. But it's the guy who was the songwriter from there. And um, it's a gorgeous album for work and stuff like that. Gretchen Peters. I just have I don't I found it through, you know, some other artist tweeting okay. about it at some point in this last. Month or Va- so. Vagabond Vagabond's um, another one. But it's, if you like that's been really vocals, cool. I've been listening so.
1: to that a lot. Um, I'm mm. I'm a freaking cliche. I've been pretty much listening to Wilco and the Grateful Dead. And and I got a speaker that I can put in my backpack <laughs> when I ride my bike. So I just I pretty much ride around and listen to music mm-hmm. to clear my head. And um, it's a lot of Wilco and Grateful Dead on repeat. <laughs>
0: yeah, mine's been the Americana um, channel on like my Mm-hmm. phone like yep. whatever the apple music americana channel is <laughs> it's been my kind of go-to and then a ton of like, yeah I've that was definitely in the beginning so yeah good yeah. Stuff. yeah yeah billy holiday lately awesome. too well, of, I'll, I'll go check yeah, that out I'm about been good to dinner for. music cool. so yeah <laughs> we'll see what happens yeah nice have a good day rob um this was fun talking if not, you know i don't know who's listening but it was a lot of fun talking to you and uh we miss you all
1: and, um, if you, if you you this, and, and if you listen to this, go ahead and, if you can, I don't know. if you're on Twitter or Facebook, send mm-hmm. us other fun suggestions. Um, mm-hmm. You have the crazier, the better. Just uh, this sort of stuff I, yeah. I enjoy more so than trying mm-hmm. to come up with a list of favorite players from the past or bore you guys with other real analysis. But I think this stuff is really fun. That's why we do it. But really, it's the idea of, to kind of spur other conversations mm-hmm. for when you're sitting around with your friends or on your Zoom calls. I don't know. So if you got any other ideas, send them our way. We love hearing them. We, we love mm-hmm. the crazier, the better and that's
0: yep. that's all I got <laughs> yep that's it yep me too yeah, alright all right. Uh, Rob I will talk to you hopefully next week <laughs> alright talk to